Welcome to Bitch Talk Booze and Interviews straight from the heart of San Francisco. You can find us at bitchtalkpodcast.com. You can also find us every Monday morning from 6 to 6.30 at bff.fm. This is Aaron. That's Aaron. Hi. That's Shar. We are uh, coming to you live in this episode from Casements, our new favorite Irish bar in San Francisco. Yes, easily. I mean... The best. Kind of. It's... it's, it's uh, it's upscale, but not upscale Irish bar. It's just a kind of Irish bar you wouldn't think is an Irish bar when you walk in. Right. And all of your thoughts of an Irish bar should be erased after listening to this interview, and you'll hear I why. I agree. Yeah. So um, you'll hear us talk to one of the owners, Gillian Fitzgerald. Oh, Gillian Fitzgerald. Yeah. And just trying out her Irish. Is it Irish it or is it Scottish? She's not sure if it's racist. I don't think it is. If you say it you while you're drinking know. Jameson, it's Irish. Yeah, super Irish. But um, you can take a listen to our interview with Jillian, and we'll see you on the other side. We are at... I'm going to call it the famous Casements Bar. Can I say that, Jillian Fitzgerald? Uh, that sounds great. <laughs> or infamous. Or infamous. Yeah, yes. I'm, I'm, much, I'm a bigger fan of the word infamous. So am I. So the infamous uh, new, newish bar, Casements in the Mission. Um, happy to have Jillian Fitzgerald, one of the owners and bartenders, on the podcast. It's been a long time coming. We've been emailing, not even emailing, texting. Nobody we're emails anymore. We're text friends uh, through a friend of ours, Olivia, Olivia who's yeah. part of That's What She Said. That's how I know Olivia. A and, wonderful um, group. I'm sorry? A wonderful group. I love you guys. Yeah. yeah. Oh, thanks. So good. Um, but yeah, I love... So I had Proud Mary, uh, one of your... Um, or your Bloody Mary mix at uh, uh, one of our favorite stores, Fleetwood, like yeah. two years ago, maybe? Yeah. And it was incredible. And maybe you were there. I, I don't know. Possible. Was it a party? And oh, you yeah. Were just tasting was it, it? Like, uh, like, was there a show on? Or? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Probably it was, was it blew my socks off. And I had never forgotten it since then. And then for That's What She Said, we had some for sale at the Maker's Fair in December. And I'm like, how do you know how do you know these people? And that's how we got in touch. Yeah. So thank you so much for being on Bitch Talk. That's well, a very long intro, but I got there. <laughs> no, Erin's it's not Monday. big. She wasn't big on Bloody Marys. I've I always loved Bloody Marys. So for her to just rave about this, I was like, okay, this means something. As she eating a Bloody Mary. I mean, if you're Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, I didn't like Bloody Marys either. And then, really? um, yeah, no, my, I mean, like the origin, I guess, of the Bloody Mary mix is that, um, I was working at Nikki's on Hate and I love form. Nikki's. Ange and I actually, I think, used to go there together a long time See, ago. Maybe? Yeah, we well, can't remember I, anymore. <laughs> I had some history. Yeah, well, I lived in the Lower Hate, so for like for a hot minute, and Nikki's was one of my spots. Yeah, but it was I think it was before your time. It was before when your was time. That? In the early 2000s. I don't have any time. Like, I can't remember things anymore, <laughs> but I was there 12 years ago. Okay, that wasn't the. Uh, that was like two. I'm talking about like 2001, oh, 2002. No, 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 She's no, no, actually, yeah. yeah, really, the early 2000s. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Back when I was five. Yeah. I was gonna say I was like I was like you look like, whatever you're doing keep doing it. Uh, but I yeah no we were we were working. Uh, Sean actually my business partner at Casements, he and I were working there and I struck up a friendship with uh, Kelly McVicker. Um, and we just were like got on like a house on fire and both of us it was right before I was about to open a different bar um, and we had like 
no money and but wanted to hang out with each other. So we just we made up a workshop class so that we could like hang out with each other and make money at the same time. So um, smart. Why haven't we done that yet? hanging out with her for 15 years yeah, and we still we haven't made money. There's no money. No, this podcast is brought <laughs> to yet, you though. by. <laughs> Not yet. Well, and your genuine love of pickles. I mean, I'm all about all things pickles. Oh, shit. You have a uh, tattoo? She's showing us a pickle. Oh. Or a pickle. So <laughs> I got it green. A pickle tattoo. Yeah. How, how was it right there? Is that a painful spot? The I inner arm? The inner. Tell you, someone told me that it's one of the most painful spots right. to get done. And I didn't. I liked it. So I oh. don't know what that says about me. But See, I don't have any tattoos, but that's where I'd want it. I'd want to get something like right in there. But yeah. I'm scared because that's what people well, say. I also think I, I turn. I'm 36. I turned 35 last year, and I had no tattoos. And I oh. I got the OM on my finger, which is um, Irish hieroglyph, basically. Nice. Like mm-hmm. predates. Pardon me. Sorry. It's. It's on a lot of stones in Ireland and stuff, and so this is like one that is near where my 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 home is, um, my parents' house. And I was getting it, and my friend, who's a tattoo artist, was like, "Let me just do this one too." And I was like, "This is so dumb." No. Well, I, I, I got like a green tattoo when I was 35. That's my first tattoo. I love it's it. Very silly, and I don't care. No, I love it. I'm grown up. Yeah, yeah. Doesn't matter. And. I love pickles, so I do too. I'm all about that. Yeah. yeah. What is the pickle doing? Is it dancing? It's from, a, it's from, it has a, it's from a cookbook from the 20s, actually. Oh. He's got a little. He's got a little. Um, oh, crown. crowns. King pickle. Yeah, he looks a little festive in his red boots too. So um, silly. Sorry. <laughs> the the happy hour playlist that took three years to curate uh-huh. is now playing Grace Jones. Um, Pull up thank to you. the bumper, baby. <laughs> We should. We should. How come we've been here before? I know. I'm really yeah. Up, or, I'm really upset. Yeah. And or we, maybe this is a bad. This is, might be a bad thing. Um, Julian, can you talk to us about your origin story, how you got to San Francisco, and why you stayed? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I first came over here on a, a visa program, which is called the J1, which if you've ever been to Berkeley or. Uh, in the summer, basically, like all these Irish kids come over. Oh, the Irish influx. Over. Yeah. I used to work at Bubba Gump's on there Pier 39. Go. Oh, yeah, there you and go. And the Irish would come flooding in. You did? So did Sean. Oh, no, Sean worked at the other one. What's the other one? Hard Rock Cafe. No, upstairs. Oh, the Crab? Yeah, Crab Shack. Crab Shack, Joe's yeah. Crab Shack. I worked at Tiernan's, which was across from Buena Vista Cafe. Ah, oh, oh, nice. I think you guys would probably... No, the, sure. no, the influx of the Irish was always like so fun. Hilarious. It's like, yes, we're going to party with the Irish this summer. Well, all the other immigrants <laughs> that come to Amer- like that come to work in the summer, like even like the Eastern European kids would come and they'd be like, like, buckle down and work and go to bed. And then all the Irish kids were like, Fuck we're that. like children of the Celtic <laughs> tiger. We were like, oh, we don't need to save any money. God forbid. So I came over here on a J1 the first time, and I remember coming up the at Union Square, at Union Square, coming up from Bart after getting off the plane, and like my brain, like I knew that San Francisco wasn't LA and palm trees and stuff, but like I remember flying in and being like, what the fuck? Like it was foggy. Yeah. And like you flew over <laughs> Daly City, and like I was like. I don't get it. I was like, ah. Uh. <laughs> and then so, and you know, we were really young. I was up with my sister. And we were really young, probably like 21, maybe. 22. Oh, babies, yeah. And uh, we got the bar to Union Square. And we were staying at a hostel downtown. Oh. And when we came up the elevator, the first person that I saw was 
I think he just passed away, but he's the guy that has the rat, the cat with the rat with the. Oh yeah! Oh, the, did he pass away? Thing. I think yeah. he did. Yeah, last all year. three. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, and that was like the first person I saw, and I was like, <laughs> "Ew!" But what's going on? But that's so cool. <laughs> what the hell? Um, and then yeah, and I think I, we stayed at a hostel for a week or two weeks, and we end up getting a really beautiful apartment by lying and saying that we were nurses and. <laughs> All sorts of Irish nurses. Irish. Uh, yeah. accent. It can get yeah. you into anything. Yeah, we baby. Want. Oh, yeah. It gets me. Yeah, it gets me into trouble also. But yeah. Um, but yeah, we babysat. Uh, we cat-sitted an albino blind albino cat. Of course. For the summer. Yeah. And that's how we got this like amazing apartment. What? In, across Was from the ad. Did the ad lead with the albino it blind like a mad cat? Lib. It was a Craigslist like, thing. Like ad now. I don't know. Ad, yeah. Ad to tip. And um, it was across from, it was in Fishman's Wharf, basically, but it was like, what's the O.J. Simpson High School? Galileo. Galileo. Yeah. It was like looking into the football field. Yeah. Wow. Gorgeous. That's the Golden Gate Bridge. Oh, my God. Yeah. Never Gear been able to afford Square. anything like that. Oh, no, yeah. ever again. Yeah. That albino cat was living large. Living large. <laughs> Didn't yeah. know it, though, because it was blind. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oops. Going to hell on that one. No, you're, it's okay. <laughs> I'm just talking about a blind cat. Okay, go ahead. Um, no, no, no. Uh, and um, sorry. So yeah, I was like, just completely like got really lucky and met um, a bunch of like native San Francisco people right away, and they like took me under their wing and they would like take us out at nighttime uh, after we finished work and we would spend all the money that we made that day. And I just got to I bounced around. I was probably in like 40 different places. Wow. Like the first summer that I was here, and I just was like, I just love the fact that you could, you could walk in somewhere and like, there could be like an 85 year old judge sitting next to like three like very openly flamboyantly gay like 25 year olds, and like it just like nothing like I don't know how to describe it properly, but like I just never seen that before. Right. I never seen people just being the crossover and yeah. a big crossover where literally nobody gives a shit. Yeah. And I, that's what made me fall in love with her. And I, and like, and I, you know, it, it obviously it's life changes, cities change, whatever, but that, I don't think that will ever go away from here. Yeah. And I love that about here. So. Right. Yeah. So. so you went back home and you're like, I need to get back. Went back home, uh, went back to school back to college uh, for my final year and then um, went to the no I came back here again for another summer and then I graduated from college and I moved to the Dominican Republic whoa quite randomly yeah with you just like point to a map spot the map (laughs) and go no it was my a guy I worked for he um, I I studied uh, chartered surveying in, in college so I was like by trade I was if I'd have stayed in a real quote unquote real job I would have been in like CBRE or something like that so um, I ended up moving over there and worked for a construction company over there and we built like a office office building and wow high end villas and all those sorts of things so yeah I was there for three years wow and got to like love rum and the what idea was the Dominican Repu- Dominican Republic like stunning um, the people the people are amazing it's like you have to like, you have to like get on island time though, and because I'd come like Ireland is an island, but it's like mediumly, it's like somewhere between the two. Um, obviously, Dublin is like 
cosmopolitan and stuff, but like where my parents are from, it's like, it takes like six hours to get stuff done because you're talking to someone and then meet someone else, you're talking to them. But in the Dominican <laughs> Republic, it's like, and I just come straight from here to there. So I was used to like, okay, yeah. let's go, let's go. And it took me like a year to like calm down and realize Slow that. it down a little bit. Yeah. But I, I would highly recommend it to anyone. Santo Domingo is beautiful. Hmm. And then I was in Samana, which is like the Northeast coast. A uh, little town called Las Terrenas or Las Caleros as well. It's gorgeous. Um, and then I ended up coming back here and then the entire Irish economy collapsed. Um, and it was right around the time that Biden was, uh, or not Biden. God, Obama? McCain and Obama, yeah. Oh. So. Oh, yeah. It was right Remember then. Remember that? And, uh, <laughs> yeah, right. Simpler times. Yeah, A simpler, simpler times. Um, and, uh, yeah, it was, so I ended up kind of getting really lucky, got a visa, um, and just figured it out. Um, and then I was supposed to be here for three months, and I'm still here. <laughs> and Nick, was Nikki's your first bartending gig? Nikki's was, and they sponsored my, my visa for me, and uh, the owners of it were just really great and taught both Sean and I a lot and yeah had you bartended before yeah my both on both sides of my family there's bars and my parents had a restaurant for about five weeks when I was a child and then they decided that they would just rent it out to somebody because they didn't know what they were doing smart like one a smart decision they made (laughs) Um, and but yeah my I I ran a bar I ran like a clubhouse in Ireland what does that mean? Like a sports club, like oh, like clubhouse. Okay. Um, yeah, and then I worked at a bar. Um, I worked at my my uncle had a music venue, and I worked there. But yeah, yeah. Actually, the when I was home in Ireland, I went in, uh, a couple of weeks ago. I went into my uncle's old bar. It's closed right now, but my cousin and I broke into the bar. Oh, <laughs> and we took a bunch of stuff from. It. Um, did you break for is this it, place? Like, are yeah. you is it? Yeah, for, there's oh, like, okay. there's there's stuff behind the bar that I took, and there's stuff that's gonna go up on the walls. <laughs> but yeah. Oh my God, you, you are you're hilarious. I just well, I think it's hilarious. I think it's so funny because anybody. This was on. I don't know if you know the show How I Met Your Mother, but there was an episode on this too. I feel like anybody who's ever gone to a bar with their friends at one point in time was like, we should open a bar. Oh yeah. And it's just like. This it's such great, a brilliant idea. idea. <laughs> yeah, this great, brilliant idea that everybody who's been to a bar and loved a bar has had at some point. Yeah. So when did this idea of you even investing in a bar? Yeah, become? I mean, uh, I was previously I was an owner at Virgil Sea Room also, right. and yeah. I sold my shares there about three years ago. Uh, it is I absolutely adore that bar. I'm so proud of it, and I'm so proud of where it's going, and like it's it's amazing. But. Uh, I, I think there was a came there came a stage where I was like okay actually I'm good at this thing and I think there's some people get stuck in the service industry because they're making good money at that time in their life and or they don't want to like they're, you know they're you know they have other passions but that that pays the bills and I realized that actually that was a, a passion for me like making people feel really welcome and hospitable and I'm making them feel like they had a home from home and so Sean and I started talking about this project um, I feel like it was I think it was nine years ago like nine years ago we, we brought the the two owners of Nikki's at the time we were like can we speak to you like seriously and then they were like they thought we were gonna get married or something it was really funny. <laughs> 
You're and knocked up. Yeah, yeah, yeah totally. <laughs> and I was like, no, 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 no. I was like, we, we, we want to open our own bar together. And that was like nine years ago. We were like, we're going to open our own bar together. And they were like, okay, well, good luck. Yeah. And like, <laughs> like, I think that's great, but like really think about it and plan it and do it. So we did. We started... We constantly had this conversation after we finished work at nighttime. Like, I bet you, like, I'm sure it's similar to that episode. I haven't seen it, but mm-hmm. I've seen similar things. But people get re- are really, like, warped their idea. Because people, my friends come in here and they're like, I'll be upstairs working. And they'll be like, We're down here. Why aren't you coming down here? And I'm like, I'm working. And they're like, What are you doing? Like, pushing paper. Like, they don't think that you, it, like, you're Like, doing it's a real anything. job people they just have this warped idea but they're like oh yeah it's really easy just sit on a bar stool right yeah you and, make drinks and, and I'm that's like it. I'm like oh god that sounds cool sitting on a bar stool <laughs> but there'll be nobody you have to do shit yeah right. so it, it takes you're running a business it's like any other business you have to compartmentalize it and be like I'm here's the things I'm good at here's the things I'm not good at do I want to learn how to do that thing or do I want to give that job to somebody else and then you just go from there yeah so are you finding more enjoyment owning the bar or bartending or both? I or does it love depend on the day? And they won't let me bartend. No, I'm kidding. I <laughs> love bartending here and I we we have a we have a great staff. Um, and my priority right now is making sure that they make money, that they're really comfortable here and they're set up for success. So my time is better spent um, on the other side of stuff, which is like the PR, the the prep like all the you know all, all the the syrups and tonics and juicing and everything like that and making sure that there's systems right we're i love systems that's oh. my, i get my kicks from a system oh okay good yeah. to know good to know yeah um what a time to open a small business in san francisco especially uh, a bar we're insane yeah. yeah no i just um you know which has more bars per capita than i mean this city does that it does it Mm-hmm. Or are they all closing <laughs> per square meter for size for size? Oh yeah, definitely. Okay. More than New York, more than more than probably like Singapore. Like it's bonkers. Yeah. There's um, Anthony Bourdain has a really great in um, Kitchen Confidential talking about like the narcissistic nature of people who own bars and restaurants, <laughs> and it's like like you're insane if you're like a doctor and you want to open a or you're like a you know you're like a, in tech and you're like I'm just gonna open a bar. It's like no that's crazy yeah Um, because it's like it's a it's a fool's errand you know your your percentile rate of success you know well i was gonna say too you you opened a bar in the mission but on mission not on valencia street yeah and there's there's a difference oh totally there's a big difference in footfall first of all if you look at it like monetary if you're gonna break it down to monetarily wise yeah um but there's also a big difference in like I'm really happy that I feel like it's generation two of Valencia Street now where the first group of restaurants that didn't do well there have closed and like people who like the people from Nopa and the people from Flower and Water and like those people have moved in and they like they know what they're doing and they're like they're making it work. And Delfina. And Delfina, exactly. Who like yeah. who's kinda started. Yeah. yeah, but like no for sure. And like it, I have to really respect all those places, um, and I love them all. I love eating there, and Jeringa mm-hmm. is fantastic. Big fan. Yeah. Um, but um, when we were buying this place from the previous owner, you know, I I pitched him. He's the guy that owned like the attic before, and like you know, and so oh, when I okay. talked to him, I was like, we're not trying to white. We're not trying to like come in here and whitewash this place, and like 
I'm like, I'm I'm so happy when it's like midnight here and like people that work in the restaurants finish work and they can come in and they can have a five dollar beer and they can decompress and relax and like and it to be a place for everybody and like I, that's so important to us here that it's like it's worth like yes there it's a little bit nicer but like I'm older now and I like a little nicer things you know I'm just glad you didn't go with the gray and like cement look and thank you yeah I'm just yeah. I'm over it it's a, I'm expose a beam, kill a dream. Yeah. Like to say. <laughs> uh. Well, well, it is uh, on that topic. You did want this bar. One of the things you said about this bar is you wanted it to be and change people's perception of what an Irish pub yes, is. Totally, so, yeah. what what is this perception that Americans have of an Irish pub, and what is the reality it's, that it's you wanted so to make? Str- it's bizarre. It's like this. <laughs> it's not even Americans. It's a world. You don't all thing. wear green every day. Yeah, totally. Yeah, <laughs> dye our beer. And, yeah. yeah, but like, it, 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 I think there is an, an actual. There's an origin story to this, and there's like a there's a company that um, they manufacture. They'll basically oh. manufacture a bar, and they like send it to you and then it's like it's a like it's a ma- TJ Friday ma- it's like TJ Friday it's good for say. Irish bars yeah oh really yeah and like it's like it's like saying like all Americans are this and it's like that that's not real like that doesn't you know th- you know there's a perception of like a stereotype of what an Irish person is negative or positive or somewhere in the middle whatever and I think both Sean and I and our other business partner Chris um, really wanted to like focus on who we were as individuals and like be like well we're Irish but like like a woman came in an Irish American woman came in and she sat in front of me the other day and she was like um, she was like this, is, this doesn't feel very this isn't Irish and I was like oh. I don't know you're listening to Roisin Murphy uh, <laughs> I'm Irish and you're drinking a cocktail made of putchin and you don't know what that is because you've never been to Ireland and everybody behind you is eating like prawn crackers and curry chips and they're all they're all Irish and they're so happy and you just have this weird idea of what a, a, a bar a Irish bar is and it's like I'm like I don't know what that is like that's mm. to me an Irish bar is more about hospitality and it's more about like feeling really warm and feeling like you can either have like a crappy shot or you can have a nice cocktail and, <laughs> and you're treated the same and you know what I mean like that's that's what it is for me the idea of an Irish bar and like like I was saying earlier about when the Celtic Tiger when that like flopped and like my I was told not to come home I was told there was no jobs oh. I was told I'd be a burden on like I'd be on social the dole I don't know what the word is for here whatever that is oh oh um welfare thank you on yeah. like welfare yeah. and like um I was like all right well I have to make it work and like we we talked a lot when we were planning the site about representing like new and emerging Irish products and like there's so many new distilleries opening so we're like yeah. you can see on the shelves there's like there's 60 bottles of Irish whiskey there's probably 15 to 20 Irish gins a bunch of Irish vodkas and then you know that's what we're that's what we're trying to do we're trying to showcase the new like the the like the music that we play here too it's yeah like, we're like, I love it like Fontaine's DC and like newer like Murder Capital and new Irish bands that are like not the thing that people think is Irish. Right, right. Um, You guys were getting into it a little bit before we started recording, but um, you've been bartending for a while in San Francisco. Yeah. And um, 
the audience has changed a little bit. Sure, uh, definitely. Um, can you talk a little bit about that in, in terms of what you've seen, what you're feeling, and, and maybe where do you think where do you think it's going? Yeah, I think I think you know, I we were talking a little bit about it. Like I genuinely like like we we were talk we were talking like I moved here because I wanted to move here, and I feel like a lot of people that are moving here now move here because their job is here so they don't have the same love in their heart that let's say all of us do um but that doesn't mean they're not like like there's a lot of kids that i'll meet them and like young men or young women who like they're so lonely like yeah. they like people they have people think that they're making a ton of money but they're also paying a ton of rent right and they're eating sometimes they're eating at work because they can't afford to quote unquote to like you know to go out and eat out or whatever um and so I think like I can't get get behind the white claw thing I can't do it but other than thank that you, I'll adapt. thank you what the hell happened overnight it was like everyone has white claw all me. the guys thank are walking you know. I live I live by USF Ooh. and I saw literally yesterday I saw these two guys who I'm sure go to USF and we're holding two, two boxes of white claw and I'm like what what just happened I thought it was a I thought it was a box of Budweiser, and I'm like, that makes sense. Yeah. And then I was for college down, and kids. I'm like, yeah. yeah. I'm like, why? Why? Yeah. The Safeway in the Marina sells out of White Claw like oh, all the time. I can't even imagine <laughs> what the Safeway in Marina does with oh. White Claw. Yeah, it's like a social. Oh God, it, I don't know. It's but it, it, I, I, other than that, like, thank you for not carrying it. By yeah, the way. I Jesus never will. Christ. But um, you can have a vodka soda. And, yeah, I, and I'll pour thing. it light for you and charge it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like but other than that like you do you have to adapt like this is a city you where you everyone's been adapting the entire time the mission was an Irish neighborhood before it was a right. Latin neighborhood right then it was a queer neighborhood now it's like it's, I mean I'm not saying it's a, I hope it always is a Latin neighborhood but I mean things change all the time and there's a there's a circle and it moves and you have to you just have to adapt with it but I think that you I have the power as somebody who's behind the bar of like educating people and being like I have the power to be like and I think a lot of bartenders do where it's like these kids that come in and they're like they've no you know they don't have that many friends or they're whatever's going on with them I can be like oh yeah you like soccer see that guy there that just finished his Aww. shift behind the counter like like in a kitchen somewhere. Yeah. He's a huge Barcelona fan. You should talk to him. Yeah. Because there's no social interaction between different classes of people anymore. Yeah. You, hmm. you don't ride the bus. You don't, you know. Yeah. So, right. Or well, you don't talk to each other on no, the bus. I they, used to talk to people on the bus. It was yeah. really fun. Yeah. I do. It's all the older people. I was going to say, I, I ride the bus almost five days a week wow, to cool. and from work. And, and Bart. And people are just tuned out the whole entire time. Yeah. And it's, it's kind of depressing. But... Yeah, there's no, there's nothing. There's not even a thank you, please, nothing. No. So I, I appreciate that yeah. you're but I, I uniting. We, <laughs> but we, we, we all have, like, instead of everybody just giving out about it all the time, like, we do have the power to, like... Engage? Yeah, engage, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Well, and that kind of corresponds to the name of this place. Can you yeah. talk about who you named it after yeah. and Yeah, why? oh, my God. So when I was in high school, my history teacher, one of my history teachers wrote our history books um, for Ireland. Oh. Like the, so in Ireland you do, when you're doing your finals for history, you just learn um, European history and Irish history. So I know nothing about American history, which is terrible. <laughs> um, 
And, well, we're uh, taught lies about our history, yeah. so actually, well, we don't know yeah. anything yeah. either. Well, that's very true. <laughs> Watch <laughs> some Ken Burns documentaries and then <laughs> sprinkle oh, in I, some other well, stuff. Yeah, he both of both of us are revisionist history and hardcore history people, and so oh. da, Don Car- Don Carlin and those guys. Oh, yeah, that's good. That's good stuff. That's okay. how I learned most of my American history. Oh, good. Um, <laughs> but uh, in Ireland. You know, the, there's uh, in 1916, which is a very important year in Ireland, the beginning of the First World War, but also the year that Ireland like claimed its independence from from Britain, and there was several like characters uh, that were revolutionary that like made all that happen. A lot of women, a lot of women in like in the first Parliament in Ireland and everything. But one person who was kind of written out of everything is the name was Roger Casement. Um, and he, the best way to describe him is if the Dosakis man was real and hotter. Oh, oh but that guy is hot. Okay. He came into my bar once. That's Ooh. a whole separate story. <laughs> yeah. I need to hear yeah. everything about that. Well, so, so I was bartending and he at the Fairmont Hotel in yeah, Santa yeah, yeah. Monica. And he comes up to the bar and I ask him what he wants. And he's like, well, <gasps> he's like, I'm contractually obligated to order Dos Equis, but since you don't carry it, and he ordered like an IPA or something, <laughs> and I was like, your secret's safe with me, and now I'm telling it on this podcast, but it's okay, he's not going to listen. But this podcast was brought to you. I did not recognize him, and, but he, he is oh, very man. good, lo- he is, he's a good looking yeah. man, yeah, he's aged well. Like a fine wine. But I yes. did not recognize him, and... But did he not have the beard, or... No, just, or didn't he, he just, just like looks like click. just some older white guy that didn't, you know, and without the... I don't know, without... It just... Sometimes you... Like, I remember one time I, I served... What's the guy's name that... I had a great flirt with him for, like, ten minutes. <laughs> what's the guy's name that, like, he's mar- was, it's married to Fergie, or was married to Fergie? Josh something? Oh. Roland? No. Grobin? Oh. Yes, Josh Dumel. <laughs> he had gray hair, and I didn't know that his hair had gone gray. And ah. like, I talked to him about he's hot. He's wearing brown shoes and a suit, and I told him all about my theory because I like really think that my brown shoes and I, anyway. I talked to him about it for like ten minutes, and, we did, and then this guy came over and was like, "How's Fergie?" And I was like, "Fergie," and I was like, "Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't cough that it was." You're, him. you're into the brown shoes with a suit, yeah. Yeah. Great look. The yeah. brown blue or just brown whatever. Brown anything. Oh, okay. Brown shoes, like tan shoes, brown shoes. So okay. I don't know. I don't know what it is. That's your thing. That's my thing. Um, but anyway, Roger, Roger Casement. Casement. <laughs> <laughs> so Roger. So Roger Casement. He lived a hundred lives. I yeah. mean, like, he, like I could talk to you about him for like ten hours. But I got obsessed with him when I was in, in high school. And Sean did as well, my business partner. Oh. And yeah, we. We were just nerd out about him all the time and read books about him constantly. And you guys were like, that's the name of the bar. We, we knocked around a, a bunch of different names. There's another, there's a woman. The next bar is going to be called after a woman that oh, I okay. think is pretty rad. Um, the next one. <laughs> Touch wood. I know. Wow. You really Wait. are a masochist. Here, yeah. here another one. In San, in San Francisco or you're just looking I around? I don't know. Okay. We're not looking anywhere. I'm just, I'm just, I'm like the next one. I'm like, the next one. I'm like, oh, I know what we should do. Okay. Um, <laughs> well, we're excited about yeah, that. So. There's, yeah. There's, yeah. But it's still continue on that theme where it's, you know, a new, a new Irish bar. Okay. So, Jillian, um, we're going to wrap up. Really quickly, this Peas for Bees drink that I'm drinking is ridiculously good. It's a mezcal drink. Oh, right. She's but obsessed with mezcal. Yeah, it's made with uh, Yola mezcal, which it's is a woman-owned and um, amazing. Perfect. Yola so Mendez owns it. But the Waka. peas, isn't there something that we're supposed to do with these? There's peas in the ice cube, and it's supposed to be some kind of flower bomb or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what we're doing is like a, uh, a dollar from each of the, the cocktails during the course of the menu. 
um, we're going to put that into a fund. Um, and once uh, we finish the menu, we're going to close the bar for the day. And we're going to make compost balls with uh, indigenous seeds in them. And then we're going to flower bomb San Francisco to help the little bees. Aww. I love so it. Hopefully on a day it's raining or I'll bring a hose. Don't worry. Yeah. But you guys, will you guys come? Yes. yes. Well, and that's why I ordered this drink because I want to do my part for, for nature. The for the bees. Well, you, <laughs> you can also, you can do your part too by just like leaving a little bit of like sugar water on your, on your windowsill so they can take a little oh, break. Uh, yeah. yeah. I will. Help the bees. Aww. I help love bees, that. Guys. Jillian, I don't know why we haven't met before, but I'm so happy we have. I feel like we have. I feel like we have some drunken night. We just don't remember. I I do actually think we probably It was so good. (laughs) Yeah, it was a really good night. But the cocktails are amazing. We're about to grub on some of the food, which is incredible. I mean, come out to Casements. This is a great place. Yeah, 2350 Mission Street. um, And if you can't tell, the music is the bomb. Yeah. And this is another Irish something. Um, <laughs> yeah, we're just we're trying our bestest, and we're keeping small business alive. So we appreciate it. If you like it. a cocktail, come on over. Oh, thank Herbier. you, Jillian. Thank you. So that was our interview with Jillian Fitzgerald who is our new best friend. Jillian Fitzgerald. Jillian Fitzgerald. Oh, Jillian Fitzgerald. No, mine sounds Italian. Yeah, see? <laughs> who are it's you hard. to talk shit about I know, mine? I am half Irish. Uh, but we are really excited because we are going to see her this Sunday, which is March 15th, and it's going to be a drag queen Irish storytelling event. It starts at noon at Casement's Bar. Come out, hang out with us drink some amazing cocktails uh, but what I love about this bar is not only do they have good mixed drinks but if you're balling on a budget you can get your cheap Tecate or, or whatever you want like it, it, it runs the whole gamut but one thing that you can expect is a good show and uh, to be treated like family. Dude, how good were their cocktails? Exactly and and after I, I don't know if you guys noticed but we stayed for a while and Jillian <laughs> was going to everyone around the bar and just kind of like hanging out with everyone not in an obnoxious way but just making sure that everyone was having oh. a good time and being like a hostess, like she was hosting. She knows people at her. Everybody. Home. We well, we yeah. were we what we sat with her for a half an hour and got stopped a few times. Yeah, people kept coming up and hugging uh, her. Everybody like, knows she's like the mafia don. It's like, Irish version. It's like right. it's like the Irish pub. Cheers. <laughs> totally. <laughs> right. Oh, I love cheers. Um, I was gonna add to Angie's plug of the March fifteenth uh, show. It's drag queen kids Irish storytelling with. Yves Saint Croissant. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I hope there's like a croissant headpiece or something. Um, but yeah, we'll be there supporting uh, Casements and Jillian and Eve. And um, on their sounds- food too. Yeah. Word. I didn't have any of the food. Oh man, she like she, we were trying. We were thinking we were right after we recorded. We were like, oh, we're gonna order a couple appetizers or whatever. And she's like, oh, I'll just order you guys something. And they brought back like they brought like a, a feast, a yeah. feast of yeah. food on our table that yeah. we couldn't even fit it. <laughs> right. I know. It's cool because it's a small menu, but it's intentional. Just like all of their drinks, just like how they put this bar together is very intentional. So, uh, really good menu, really good food, really good treatment yeah. of their yeah, I just loved like all, all the, around. I loved all the bartenders. I loved the happy hour, three hour happy hour mix over the speakers. Oh yeah. It was oh, my the jam. Music. Oh, oh my god. My jam. It was distracting. 
It was, but it also helped. Maybe well, that's why I've totally forgot everything we talked about that night. Yeah, pay close attention to the background music. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, come see us at Casements on Sunday or any day of the any day of the week, maybe <laughs> at this point with coronavirus, who the hell knows? Support your local bars for the love of God. Mm-hmm. We don't want everybody's going to be struggling at this time, and it's hard enough to maintain a business in San Francisco. Correct. But obviously, stay healthy, keep washing your hands, but support your local businesses. They're really going to be struggling right now. They are struggling. It's sad. Um, and on that note, you can find us at bitchtalkpodcast.com. You can find us at bff.fm every Monday morning from 6 to 6 30. We were powered by GoTo Productions. Bitch, please.